hello everybody and welcome to episode five of Dad Life. Yep. I'm here with the great man Len. Listen, this is um the second go at it. I thought it was episode four. It's highly embarrassing. Yeah. Len, I've missed you, my good friend. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. I've uh you know, been to the other side of the world, back to my uh, homeland, England. Well, Commonwealth Games, what were you there no, for? No, unfortunately not for the Commonwealth Games, no, but I'm I'm back. I'm back now. I had a little jaunt, uh, you know, just to haven't been back home for three and a half years, yes. obviously due to COVID, uh, which I, you know, it's the same for a lot of people. So I, you know, I understand that, but I had to go back, touch base. And now I am back in my second home, Australia. Um, Can I ask, yeah, uh, you obviously went solo on your Pat Malone, um, a 20 hour flight on your own. Were you looking forward to it? <laughs> or oh, was, were you dreading it? Uh, I really hate the flight back to England. It's 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 long, it's just it just never ends. Do you know what my biggest fear was on that flight is crying baby. Well, we've booked to go home to England with the little one, little Alfie boy, uh at the end of the year. Now I was on that flight on my own and I was you know, frustrated at how long it was. <laughs> I my knees hurt you know, all this stuff. I was bored. I saw this couple in front of me with a baby and it was just crying the whole time. And I was like, oh my God, this flight is going to be absolutely disastrous at the end of the year. So I, I was actually frozen with like a fear uh, of what it was going to be like. So yeah, that, we'll get onto that episode maybe in a few months time after I've done the trip. Yeah, uh, um, we'll yeah, definitely get some audio recordings of the, of you the imagine? flight. We'll, um, yeah, we'll, li- we'll, we'll live recordings. <laughs> What's this baby doing here? He's just running around causing chaos oh brilliant well good to have you back uh, Cheers, in mate. your second home um listen our beloved audience we had every intention of sort of getting an episode out sort of every month uh, we spoke about this you know we've got episodes sort of lined up yeah but i think it's the reality trend of um of raising a young family being a father for the first time um things move very very quickly yeah and you know the opportunity to squeeze an hour into the schedule might seem fairly fairly easy but it's something that um, yeah. we've sort of lost track of so we apologize for the delay in releasing this episode but um we do a lot to talk about when we sort of think back to len you know after month one those next few months certainly roll past fairly quickly um yeah, roll. a lot of the same <laughs> roll we'll roll. talk about there's yeah. um a lot of the things are fairly the same from a day-to-day point of view, but there's some yep. fairly big milestones through there as well. Yep. It's uh, it's crazy to think, you know, and now, you know, we're talking retrospectively about, you know, when our kids were three months old. Uh, but I was literally having this conversation the other day and everyone says it, you know, blink and you'll miss it kind of thing. And it does feel like that, especially those first few months uh, when you sort of get a handle on a routine and then you start feeling a bit human again. But you've just been so delirious with, uh, you know, and if you're not feeling delirious, well, fair play, because that is impressive. But I felt... (laughs) Teach me. Teach me how, please. But I felt very sort of like just, like it was a whole different life and a whole different out-of-body experience at times. Um, So then you you blink and it's three months and you're like, what the, how has that happened? How how has that happened, you know? Are you back to norm as normality as much as possible in terms yeah. of work, paternity leaves probably yep. done and dusted. Yep, we were back at work. Yep, yep. that's um, true. And and then things like uh, sleep regressions get thrown in there. And you're like, oh, oh, what, oh, what? No, 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 no. I thought nah. we had a we had a grasp of this. Yeah, it makes me laugh when you sort of have a good week and you're like, 
We are finally on. <laughs> we are good at this. We are finally on. Oh right, okay. What's going on? What is going on? Can I you have, stop doing that, please? I have a confession. Go um, on. I will not name names. Um, Go on. But yeah. um, there was a first-time parent um, who we loved to bits. Is um, it me? No. <laughs> <laughs> saying about some of the difficulties that they were having with their child's sleep, and um, I remember saying to Ellie, "I don't know what all the carry-on is about. We've got this down pat." Fast forward seventy-two hours later. And um, we're delirious again, sleep deprived, and yeah. um, apologising forever, ever, ever questioning. Never, <laughs> never gloat, because you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. You'll the, the kids can hear you, mm-hmm. and they they plan this. I'm I'm sure they decide I'm just really going to fuck up their sleep tonight. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, they they were they were too happy today. I'm going to make them so tired. And it's like they know you're just not the best version of yourself at 3.27am. Oh, I'm so oh, bad. Yeah, it's... Anyway. I, I'm so grumpy. <sighs> this I, this isn't what this podcast no, is about. Just happy, the, happy. Happy, great. You, everyone, you're doing amazingly. But, Len, it is a whole bunch of firsts, really. Um, I mean, throughout the whole first year, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. But um, we've discussed, you know, coming home, the first sort of outing, um, and that first sort of month, what it looks like in setting up those routines in the in the home environment. What are some of those notable sort of firsts that come through in the in the first sort of twelve weeks as well? So by the time you get to sort of um, the three month stage, the the most important thing that I found is you're getting a lot more back. In terms of responses, the smile should be coming through now. It should have been for like, you know a few weeks, whatever. And you're getting a lot more sort of uh, interactions going on. But on top of that, you're also getting things like you know you mentioned it sort of as a pun in your intro, but you're getting like maybe the first time they roll over kind of situation. That would be around about that time potentially. Like I remember quite vividly, like um, I actually missed the first time it happened. I think we talked about this on earlier podcast, but it was. Uh, you know, just he was just sat there doing his tummy time, and then he just lifted his head up and then just rolled over, and I was like, "Oh, that's amazing!" Like, and it's just funny how these little things that you would—if you had told me that before I had a kid—that uh, that's amazing. I'd have been like, "What are you talking about, mate?" It's yeah. just a kid rolling over. But then when he rolled over, I was like cheering. I was like, "Yeah, come on, Do awesome! It Do, Do it again. again!" Like a trained seal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, like, so the rolling over, and that's a bit of a game changer because um, sometimes Contain- they... Containment? Containment, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they just keep rolling. Like, like they might do one roll, and then they'll do another roll. And you've got to make sure someone told me, like, that they... When they like when they had their kid, that they left them on the bed, and they just rolled off the bed. Yeah. And luckily, they were okay. Name names, no, don't. No, no. But you've got to be careful with that sort of thing. Like, make sure they are on the flat ground or, you know, trapped on the, we've talked about those sort of things you transport, clouds, yeah. the little clouds yeah. that you take around with, the little bumpers on them um, and just make sure they're doing it in there. Cause it just gives me like fit, this absolute fear that it's going to roll off somewhere. You know yeah. what I mean? Cause they, they, they love doing it when they, when they learn something, I found that they just are obsessed with doing that one thing. Mm-hmm. Then but- they, they might forget it for a little bit and then do it again. But then they, they just keep doing it. Mm. Like even now, it's just, you know, they learn something new. They just repeat it, repeat it, repeat it every day. But yeah, they're also, they're obviously learning so much at that age. And, and while they're rolling over at one point, neck strength is still, still developing. And yeah. then um, a rollover can quickly head uh, turn into a yeah. accidental yeah. Um, head on the uh, hardwood floor. So yes. 
Um, plenty, plenty to consider around that sort of home environment. Um, I mean, Len, you've just brought a few things back to me today that we've lent to you. Um, Ellie and I rolled our eyes when you brought back these huge, enormous uh, things yeah. that were relevant from sort of six, uh, three months to six months. And now Alfie's obviously outgrown them. Yes. We don't want them back, but all of these things <laughs> in that window of time. <laughs> Facebook marketplace. Yeah. Uh, uh, are really, really important. I mean, we, we spoke about those soft mats from sort of Kmart, um, crucial, but the yeah. the movement and the evolution of what they're able to do so quickly is absolutely bonkers. Yeah. And I found, and I, what did you, would you get like a, a floor play mat thing, like a soft, spongy... Mm. Yeah, it's, I mean... Uh, two meter by two meter, sort of... If we planned on selling, uh, certainly yeah. not certainly not the most uh, glamorous thing. Yeah. Uh, but from a practicality, practicality point of view... Um, real squishy, easy to easy to move, yeah. easy to use, and um, yeah, because there are tumbles upon tumbles. Oh, did, did, so early on, yeah, the head bangs, which I'm sure we'll get onto in another episode as well, just is a very confronting uh, time as a parent because you just think they're not meant to do that, but it turns out you know kids are quite robust and that's how they learn, mm. and they are meant to bang their heads heads at time. Obviously, you're not meant to just let them do it willy nilly. <laughs> yeah, you know, stop it if you can. Um, but it was, it, you know. Like you said, banging your head after a rolling or whatnot. These soft mats are an absolute lifesaver. You know what I mean? Oh, incredible. But the whole bunch of first lane coming through um, from the movement. Um, but for me, something that sticks out, and honestly, I, I feel almost a bit guilty having to think so, so hard back to the three-month mark about some of the some of the landmark things that occurred. Um, mm. Just because of the, the day-to-dayness of it all, it was such a regular routine. And mm-hmm. um, there were still so many memorable things. And I think I remember... The five, six, seven week mark, the real, the smiles, the intentional yeah. smiles coming yeah. through and um, nothing fills you with joy after sort of five, six, seven weeks of, you know, relentlessness with your partner, keeping this incredible human alive, then mm-hmm. feeling a bit of, um, you know, intrinsic bit, reward bit, from a smile. Bit of love. Come, bit, of love bit, of bit of love. Bit of love coming your way. Yeah. Um, really, really memorable. Um, we got the rolling, we got the smiles. Uh, in terms of... Alfie in his first of the three months. I know in previous episodes it was it was quite a turbulent first yeah, month. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe for, well, yeah, we had a couple surgeries, so maybe like surgeries. When it was three months, we were finally free of all of that. We'd had two uh, hernia operations. Um, he had grown because uh, he was quite a small baby. He had um, caught up a little bit. He's still, you know, still quite a small baby, but he caught up quite a lot. So at three months, we kind of felt like, hey, we're, you know, this is good now. Like we've, we've, we've come through the worst of it kind of thing. Mm. Um, then he got COVID. which yeah. we... <laughs> So I was just thinking about that. We were talking about this off air and we were like, should we just discuss COVID oh, and babies? God. And it's kind of like, I hate talking about COVID because it's just such a downer on everything you know what i mean yeah. but i guess it is important because if, when you've got a kid i think we've all got to live with covid now mm. like so you just need to be um aware of how it might affect your child um and obviously everyone's different so mm. we, and, and you know some babies might be immunocompromised or um they might just you know, never get it but some some like Alfie got it and he had a fever for a day or whatever and then he was fine it was actually me and my partner Mel who were far worse off yeah uh, we you know I remember just being you know but but it doesn't stop the fear being there and that's the thing like you COVID is still I think quite a scary concept for a, a parent to think that their child has got you know what I mean oh well even at the time during the vaccinations and the breastfeeding mothers um you know having 
you know, enough information around making that informed decisions for themselves. Mm. Um, it's a once in a lifetime sort of event and throw, throw in being a first time parent as well. Yeah. Um, was certainly tricky to, tricky to navigate. So, okay. Throwing COVID there for the first three months. Yeah. Um, we were really fortunate enough, as we said uh, in previous episodes, to you know be pretty out and about. Um, yeah. No hiccups at the sort of hospital. Arrived on the sort of due date. Um, yeah. And obviously, coming out of those lockdowns, getting the opportunities to do a whole bunch of firsts, whether it be sort of hang out with friends and family, other new babies, um, you know, yourself at the time. Yeah. But it was that dialogue that certainly continued as first-time parents with other first-time parents that actually made Ellie and I aware of um, uh, something that. Charlie ended up having. Um, yep. Have you heard of lip ties and tongue ties, Len? I had never heard of it until you told me about mm. it uh, when it happened. Yes. All those months ago. So we were having a fair bit of trouble with Charlie taking the bottle. Um, yeah. Took the boob absolutely fine. Um, yeah. was showing great reluctance in um, taking the bottle. And we just thought that was the way it was. Uh, and then some of those that dialogue that we had with some other parents um, actually found out that their son had a lip tie. Now, uh, mm-hmm. listeners, if you think about where your top lip is sort of connected to the top of your teeth, per se, that, yeah, little, yeah. that little connection, um, that was very restricted f- on Charlie when we um, became aware of this. Uh, and following up with an appointment with a specialist as well, it turned out that he also had a, a tongue tie. Okay. So that's where the sort of base of the tongue um, sort of connects to the, the bottom of the, okay. the the jaw per se. So that was really restricted. So what Charlie wasn't sort of able to do was put the tongue to the roof of his mouth um, and ultimately um, do what the tongue's meant to do. Yeah. So it was incredibly, incredibly restricted. Um, and we were able to pretty much fast track uh, a bit of a procedure which was to essentially essentially laser the uh, lip and tongue tie okay. so that it would be um, essentially how it was meant to be. Yeah. So, quotation Amazing marks. technology. There Amazing you technology. Um, I tell you what, I don't know how much one of those lasers are. I don't know how long you have to spend at university studying. Yeah. But Jesus, the hourly rate I figured out would... It, well, there was no what one. What do you mean? It's oh, expensive, well, It was very exy. I mean, we had the insurance, um, but the excess on top of that... I was looking at this guy going, bravo. Really that expensive, it, is it? It was very, yeah. Well, for how long it took. Um, how long did it take? It would have, it took, um, no exaggeration, 75 seconds for both. Wow. So That's Char- crazy. Charlie went into a room. They attached him um, on a Velcro mat. Like, th- this is still an infant. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Attached him on a Velcro mat using like a, a almost a Velcro vest. Uh-huh. Um, the nurses held him down. We didn't stay in the room. Um, Ellie actually left the building um, because it can be quite uh, traumatic. The noises he was making for that sort of 75 yeah, seconds yeah. Weren't, weren't too great. Um, and done and done. Out he came. He was very, very upset, uh, as you can imagine. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Comforted yeah. with the ones that he loved. And then uh, what we had to do for... Oh, Ellie's going to kick me. I think it was... Six weeks was every single night, every single night and every four hours do these lip exercises. So oh, okay. two o'clock in the morning, tap on the shoulder, Charlie, up you get, let's do your lip oh, exercises. Really? Like lip exercises. It's not so, good for the sleep patterns. No, <laughs> to then, um, yeah, make sure that it didn't heal back to how it was. Right. Um, getting our, you know, sterilized um, fingers right in there as well yeah. with the tongue. Um very, very, very interesting process. Um, something that we certainly won't soon forget. Um, but 
it was interesting to sort of even go and do some reading around lip and tongue ties and um, the influence that can have on breastfeeding, um, yep. speech development down, later down the track. Yep. Um, so something to just keep in mind um, if there is any difficulties around breastfeeding or uh, taking the bottle, um, just having a look at the lip and tongue tie. And yeah, go get it checked concerns, out. Yeah, GP, get it um, checked out before maybe getting referred to a specialist. But that was our probably biggest sort of hurdle. I mean, as we said previously, we had a... Uh, easy runs the wrong term, but certainly didn't run into two hernia operations and, and COVID before yeah. three months. Yeah, uh, roller coaster, roller coaster, absolute roller coaster. Mm. Uh, but like another, I mean, that's good that you've like brought that to my attention, and it's just something that I never knew existed. And it's these mm. things that you just learn about, and it's just like we've talked about, you know, having difficulty uh with breastfeeding and, and we've spoken about the importance it was one of our top tips in previous episodes was to get your baby you uh, drinking out of a bottle very quickly because it means that us as as the partner the father can help out uh way more like there's nothing worse than feeling helpless and that you you know he only breastfeeds so we can't like get up in the night and do a bottle feed instead of you do you know your partner doing a breastfeed. So it's important to think that yeah, our top tip is to get them to use the bottle quickly. But if there's an issue with them taking the bottle, maybe this is something you should look into. Mm. And it's it's easily solved. Maybe expensive as you just said, but from what you've explained, it's quick and easy mm. solution. You know what I mean? And it will affect them for the next year. And I'm sure there's it'll help them in adulthood as well and as they grow like not just for bottles I'm sure there's other things with it as well but well, yeah and this was everything that the specialist was saying at the time around the research of um, speech development and things yeah. and I'm, I'm sure there's research that that contradicts that but um yeah that was the decision that that we felt was best for Charlie yeah um, at the time and and we certainly saw a marked improvement in, in, in what we were dealing with yeah. in terms of the, the Drink, bottle feeding drinks out of a bottle now drinks out of a bottle punches there, it there you go absolutely punches so it. it works people that's that's like proven science that we're giving you right now now len uh you've got a beautiful four-bedroom house i've got a three-bedroom house and for the first three months two of those bedrooms essentially go unused you're it's a, it's party time with you and your partner and yeah. a baby sleeping alongside you yeah potentially in that bassinet yes come the 12 week mark come the 16 yeah. week mark um yeah 12 16 weeks yeah, yeah, yeah. we're potentially making the move to the, the nursery. nursery we aren't we're um yeah. we're evicting. I'd like to go Charlie. in the nursery. It's lovely. <laughs> oh, what have you have you got wallpaper? We've got some got? lovely like uh, gold um, like circles on the wall. We've got Alfie's name like written in like script on the wall. We've got I, I tell you what we've got some lovely safari animals mm-hmm. uh, that have been framed put on the wall. Uh, it's lovely ambient lighting. Yes, um, it's very warm. Pitch black. Beautiful. You know. <sighs> yeah. Um, there's great noise cancelling stuff in there. You know, it's just, if you want to have it, I value my sleep these days. And uh, I sometimes think if we could just get a bed in here, like a, a, a man-sized crib. A race car. I'd be in, I'd be in there. I'd be in there, mate. All right. So we made it, but we do, we kick them out and move them to the nursery. Get out of here. <laughs> Bloody hell, snoring all night. Oh, man. well, nah. I mean, remember the subtle movements and the slightest... You know, miss breath or hiccup or and yeah, I'm up like a shot. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've got that routine down, and they're moving into the nursery. It's yep. a momentous day, as yep. you said. You've spent the all of the pregnancy perfecting it, looking, yep. making it beautiful. It's pitch black. It's you know, twenty-one degrees Celsius. It's absolutely twenty-two. <laughs> oh, okay. we, we have it a bit warmer. It must be nice. Yeah. Uh, 
So how did you go with the transition? Uh, I think it went. I think it went quite well. I think it's difficult because the way our house is laid out, and this might be true for some other people, but the nursery actually ended up being the furthest away point from our bedroom. That doesn't mean that we can't hear it because we can. <laughs> Trust me, it's still audible. You know, but that was quite daunting. It was like uh, you know, you're going from like you said, having that alertness that that any any sort of noise. You know, you're like, oh, is he all right? Is he all right? And then now you're kind of like relying on hearing cries from the other end of the house. And you're also trying to have that. I mean, it's a scary thing because it it sort of makes you, you hear about this like Sid safe and stuff like that. And it makes you scared. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like I was, you know, when the maternal health nurses and stuff are teaching you how to like, you know, burrito up the baby, which we talked about before. You're like, okay, there's no way that this is going to go wrong because they're so mm. well packed in, and they're, you know, they're they're not wearing a hat or anything, and they're like, mm. they can't move, they can't block their airways and stuff. When you move them to the crib, and you're just putting them in the crib, um, that kind of fear comes back a little bit because you're kind of like, oh, now you're not burritoing them in anymore you're just laying them down and one of the things that we found difficult to adjust with is and this is perfectly normal is alfie's a uh, he sleeps on his front some babies sleep on their back mm. and some sleep on their front and we had alfie he just kept rolling onto his front and i was like is this all right is this all right and i was always question you know sometimes even waking him up like to move yeah. him and stuff and then you get into a whole other can of worms you're like, oh, it takes ages to get back to sleep um but we were told and taught that his neck strength at that point was pretty good and I guess it's just every baby's different at that stage like we did a lot of tummy time and got his neck strength really good and if he can lift himself up like you know his chest and his head then it's okay for them to sleep on their front Um, so that was quite uh, difficult for us to deal with was just that adjustment of he was always on his back uh, burritoed up in the bassinet right next to us and then he's at the other end of the house Mm rolling around on his front potentially blocking his airways um and that is difficult to adjust to really it meant it meant we had some quite poorly slept nights really because we were just constantly like checking the baby monitor you know and it's that idea of letting go (laughs) a little bit you know what i mean well it's and it's so interesting to debrief with like your your parents or like older generations with what they sort of went through and not having that technology that that's right is so affordable to a degree in, yeah. in 2022. Um, but in terms of the technology, if, if, yeah. if, you know, maybe listeners haven't had their babies yet, I mean, some of it is just so comprehensive. The slightest noise in Charlie's room would, would uh, turn our monitor on um, yeah. and we would sort of see what was happening. There's, I've seen um, devices and apps that actually tell you when there's um, something's covering their face. Yeah, yeah. So you're alerted to that immediately. Yeah. Um, I mean, here's a question for you. All right, I'm going to ask you a question now. And this is something I've been asking myself since since mm-hmm. Alfie was born. Is there too much information these days? Yes. Because we talk about the older generations there and, you know, some of the stories I hear about how I was brought up, right? And, um, yeah, okay, I haven't turned out perfect. But what I would say is now I find, like, there's just sometimes it's overwhelming and, it's, and, and it kind of, it creates a fear that, doesn't necessarily need to be there yes you know what i mean and look i'm very thankful for the technology and i use the technology Mm -hmm. but sometimes i sit there and go ignorance is bliss 
yes. sometimes. You know what I mean? Do you, what, do you, what do you think about that? Sam? There's so much information. It's uh, yeah, and the the slightest worry concern you're getting out your device and you, you're trying to solve that answer. Yeah. I my mum tells me a story of getting told by a doctor that um, during her pregnancy she hadn't had enough iron, needed yeah. some more iron. Okay. So she went and punched Guinness. Guinness. And I tell you what, one pint of Guinness, as an Englishman, and as an Englishman who gets semi-decent Guinness in England, I'm not an Irishman, so if you want want full Guinness knowledge, go speak to an Irishman. But um, there's a lot of iron in there, Sam. There's there's essentially, I think, is is it a day's worth of iron in one pint? Or maybe several days in in one pint of Guinness? Which makes me think back to the days where we would have 10 Guinness... (laughs) And we'd, we'd do something called the Guinness Challenge, which is you're only allowed to drink pints of Guinness during the day. And honestly, I'll tell you now, dear listeners, when you've had about 10 pints of Guinness in a day, you are very unwell. OK, so if you need your iron, just take the tablets. Um, OK, and not 10 pints of Guinness. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> but we digress. Uh, he's yeah, So I think that just goes to show that yeah, the generational gap and the difference between the access to information the affordability of what some of these things can do. I mean, you know, without having to go into your child's room, you can see what they're up to by, you know, flicking it. But yes, I agree that at times ignorance is bliss and the, the times that the, the charge has fallen out of the monitor and we can't see, have yeah. we survived? Yes. The times yeah. that we've gone away and we forgot the sound machine and um, he's still fallen asleep, it still works. It's yeah. It's it just it it can become all consuming and and the the conversations that parents have around what works for them. I mean, have yeah. you heard of these cribs that move? Move? No, I haven't. So but yes, yeah, like the obviously the we swaying. know the swaying, rocking. Um, that <laughs> I need to get me one of those. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, um, and then they get hit ten kilos, and it's actually oh, that's oh. where the dad strength comes in. I've yeah, done yeah. like every single day of lifting up toddlers. Yeah. Uh, but yes, there is so much, so much information out there and by no means is there a formula that is the right one. Uh, no, I would say like if you're getting a baby monitor, which you will, um, I did a lot of comprehensive research into it. Um, there's so, like Sam said, there's so many different brands out there. We've got one that attaches to our Wi-Fi, so I like can always see what he's doing. Um, even when I've been away in like Queensland or on holiday back in the UK, I can dial in at any time he's asleep and check on him, which yeah. is quite sweet when you're away from your kid just to, sounds weird, but watch them sleep mm. and like see that they're all right and you can scroll back and see stuff. Like the technology is amazing. It's, you know, we had rollover alerts uh, at the start, um, which we quickly turned off because as I said, Alfie's a front sleeper. So we were getting honestly like 80 notifications a day mm. and it was like Alfie rolled over Alfie rolled over the most crazy thing that you notice with these baby monitors is the one we've got has analytics it will tell you how many times he has stirred during the night mm. it's something in the region of like 20 a night stirs wow. yeah um and that, sometimes he will wake up even to this point now but it's just fascinating to know how often they will wake themselves up move and then go back to sleep like mm. 20 times that's crazy it's way it's way more than adult would unless you're obviously not a very good sleeper um so that sort of stuff's crazy so we turned off the roll alerts we just leave the cry alerts on now um but you'll hear your baby cry anyway because when they're going for it they are going for it you know um i want to ask you about your crib yes sam 
What sort, uh, what welcome sort, to my MTV crib. Yeah, what sort um, of crib are you you rocking there, son? Listen, I am. I'm a proud. I'm a proud Facebook marketer. Um, from he's, way back, he's talked about it. He got um, his balloons. balloons. Remember his balloons in the previous episode. They're they're long gone now, but um, yeah. thrifty to say the least, Len. You know that. I know that. Um, he, interest he, rates as they are. He's a, he's a man who is fabled to have used every gym within twenty kilometers in here in his radius to get you know five free days. He'll go do a trial at every gym he can. I'm um, I'm DJing at my gym tomorrow to get ten free weeks. He's a, he's a hag <laughs> he's a haggler. He's a wheeler dealer. He's the Del Boy of Croydon. Great rep, yeah. <laughs> All right, tell boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, good. Um, what was your question? Oh, uh, crib. crib. So, yes. Um, um, fully sterilized it. I matched our change table, matched the uh, drawers that we got for Charlie as well. Yeah. Um, the brand escapes me, but it's a very, very popular one. Yeah. Uh, and oh, I, did, I tell you, I tell you what, when it comes to using your crib, I think every person's one of their most hated jobs is changing the sheets as an adult oh my it's an God. enormous king size double bed that you're dealing with I hate doing it mate when you're dealing with a a little a little mattress it's oh, so easy. adorable Short bang. done what, in two which, seconds which corners is it so easy yeah uh, but um, crib up against the wall monitor at the top left hand uh, corner where we can uh, see him as we sort of discussed but I feel like it was a loaded question Len because uh did you have some crib issues, or we had, were there? We had crib, re- crib, crib shoes. Crib regret. <laughs> we <laughs> had we had some problems. We had crib problems. I don't know. I'm just trying to combine words now. Uh, so we got a very lovely crib. Facebook. No, 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 no. Unfortunately, not Sam. Sorry about that. Uh, we umdenard for ages. Went to several different baby showrooms, and then ended up getting this beautiful sort of oak wood crib and. Let me tell you, it looked majestic in the nursery. It smelled really, like rich mahogany. Yeah, rich mahogany. <laughs> it, it really went with the nursery, and we were very happy with it. It was huge, right? So it, he looked tiny in this thing, because I told you he was a small baby. But as he gets older and starts learning how to pull himself up on stuff and whatnot, we ran into quite a big problem. And this is just a tip that I would say you don't really think about. I just didn't think about this yeah. at all. But sometimes when they pull themselves up and they've got no core stability, which is yeah. very at three, four, five months is kind of what starts happening. Um, he would just fall over, and like he wasn't on his feet, but he was like on his knees, mm. or he was like just pulling himself up, or he would, his hands would slip and his, he would smack his head on these bars. And we've talked about the head banging thing yeah. and how you don't really. You, you you panic, right? It's even worse when you see it on a baby monitor and then you just hear this. Like, why is he so? Why is he crying so much? You, you look back on a baby monitor, they yeah. slip and they bang their heads. And this crib, although it looked lovely, it was, and it's obviously safe. I'm not saying it's not safe, but it just had. It was so dense that when he was banging his head, it was it was a big bang. And I was like, whoa, this is you know a lot. So me and my partner looked into how do you prevent kids banging their heads yeah. on the crib? And there's several different methods. However. We're talking about this fear that creeps back in because you can get padding for the sides of the crib, but then it's not SID safe. And then you're talking about a very small possibility that it obstructs one of their airways or something, they roll over onto it and it obstructs their airways in their sleep and something bad happens. So then you're worried about that, right? So we ha- we couldn't pad the crib. So we ended up, he actually ended up spent staying in a porter cot for like a month because we didn't want him staying in his actual cot. And then we got a different crib which is still lovely, but is a lot more hollow. The wood is a lot more hollow. So when he banged his head now, 
I'm like, it's all right, mate. Yeah. It's just it's that that's not going to hurt you. Yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? So I would say when you're looking at your cribs, just think. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Charlie's banged his head on his crib. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and you know what I mean? It's just something you don't really think about. You think, oh, oh well, it's safe yeah. in there, you know? Well, the same. I mean, the lip and tongue tie, from your point of view, uh, never considered. And yeah, from our point of view, never never gave that a second thought around, you know, the density of the, the uh, wood of the, the wood and the bars. <laughs> yeah. And, and the thing that's, it's it's so much, so much to categorically um, consider. Would you say that this second crib is, is aesthetically pleasing as the it's first one? It's as pleasing, but... I will say that it's it, it's nowhere near the, the actual quality. Yeah. The wood isn't as nice, yeah. but the wood is safer. <laughs> I will also say <laughs> the that wood is... the wood is safer. <laughs> I never thought that's a sentence I'd say about, uh, you know, cribs and that. Um, so that's good. It's just nice to know now when he bangs his head, which will happen to anyone uh, when they start pulling up, pulling themselves up, even when they start to stand, which is obviously way later than this conversation. But, um, you know, they when their core balance isn't there, They'll fall over in their crib and they don't know how to fall properly and they bang, head, and then they're crying. You're like, what the, what the fuck's happened in here? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I left you a minute ago. You're fine. Oh. Len, <laughs> we think you're, we're talking about the first three months. This is 90, we're 90 days in, which is in, in the scheme of things, yeah. is a, it's a drop in the ocean. Yet yeah. so much has happened. I mean, you've seen your partner birth this incredible baby yeah you've seen your partner go through you know something incredible you've gotten the child home via that ride home yeah you've set up the nursery they're sleeping beside you they're taking the bottle they're not taking the bottle so so much has happened in the first sort yeah. of 90 days it's like think like thinking back on it is is it generally just a blur to you i mean because i mean with full disclosure charlie's mm. 14 months now Alfie's yeah. knocking Spoiler on the door warning. <laughs> no, Alfie's <laughs> knocking on the door of one. a year yeah yeah uh like i was thinking about we were talking about this uh before recording and like in our you know chats about like do, do we even remember what happened then and and, and we have this genuine uh, we obviously do because we're talking about it now, but we had to like go back, look at photos, <laughs> look at like some messages, yeah. look at like, you know, it's like going back through the historical archives. You're yeah. like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what, what sort of happened around about then? Because, you, you know, we're at the point now where, and we're going to talk about it in future episodes, but things are just so different to how they were when they were three months, you mm-hmm. know? Oh. Uh, and and it, it is a blur, it's a. I look at back on it so fondly, like even though I know how exhausted I mm. was, and and I see the three months mark as the sort of time when I started to um, not be as tired, yeah, and feel like I was a dad, and that's just the kind of thing. It's like you kind of the first few months, you're like you forget you're a dad sometimes you're just doing something yeah. and then like when you're three months you've actually got like a, a baby who is giving you something back in terms of interactions smiles mm. little laughs maybe giggles starting to roll over you're teaching them things with different toys you're reading books to them at night um just to get that all routine going bathing them you know you start to feel i'm, a, I'm an actual parent yeah. now this is real yeah. and i'm doing and it forever. and we're doing yeah. it we're doing a good job yeah. you know and, and the- when you get to the chance to talk to other parents and things, or even when you're out and about now, seeing that three-month-old and you're just going, oh, take me back. Like, it was just <laughs> like, you know, there's obviously they're still so reliant on us, but they were so much more reliant. It's just... Yeah. Like, and I think for the fifth episode now, we've said it, you blink and you miss, like, you miss that, you miss that little part. And it's... um. Just take it all in. Take it. Take try, it all in. You know, memory books, it. write it down. You know, start a podcast with a mate so you can... 
uh, yeah. talk about it regularly. Yeah, um, and play it to your kids when they're older. And oh, they'll be like, imagine that when is, our kids are like eighteen, we're we'll playing them this podcast series. The twenty twenty, the twenty forty version of How I Met Your Mother. Sit yeah, down, there you listen go. to this. Listen to this, this is what we went through. Yeah. This is what you did in big year. time. Oh, <laughs> terrible twos. Uh, all right, Len, shopping lists, shopping lists. There's so many things you it's get told to book. Um, but I'm sure uh, up to the three-month point, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to allow you to go right up to where you are in your parenting journey right now. If you were, say, Oprah, and you had a studio audience full of dads, and you're about to give away... You get a car. You get a car. Yeah, that's what I want you to do. You get a... You okay. get a I want you to tell me three things... That's maybe not a, not at the top of the list. I don't want to hear pram. I don't want to see nah. mahogany crib. Suck I don't want to hear. Yeah. I want to hear some things a little bit obscure that have been genuine game changers uh-huh. in the, in in your parenting. Okay, um, we have this uh, little bouncer. It's like it's the one you just returned. No, <laughs> the one that you gave us. That's a standing bouncer. We've got this like chair that's like a little seat that was so useful because. Um, you used to put them in this little bouncer and you could just get five or 10 minutes to do some mm-hmm. stuff around the house that you used to do and they could just, and you just bounce them. Yep. It's amazing. I don't know what it was. It's, it's, it's literally just called a bouncer, but it's like a seat bouncer. It's not like the one that Sam gave us, uh, which is a toy with loads of stuff going on. It's just a chair. Just a chair, yeah. little bouncer, and that saved that just saved us so many times. Okay. Um, next is your your choice. Next. Okay. We'll go. go we'll, we'll go one for one. One for one. Um, I'm gonna again not not advocating, not sponsored by any, but this thing called a bumbo. And oh, again, yeah. Len has just returned it. I've returned um, it. Yeah. Your children will grow out of it quickly. Um, but essentially, once the neck and um, the ability to sort of sit up um, is occurring, um, the bumbo sits them in nice and snug. Yeah. And again, can be placed on a table um, you alongside you. It. You can feed them on it. Just um, make them feel like part of the dinner. Dinner, which yeah. we know modeling so, so important. Um, yeah. The opportunity, there's a little clip to, to do some messy play or almost act as a bit of the stable table. But the bumbo was a genuine genuine game changer um, and a great, great, great baby shower gift if um, if you're ever stuck on that. Yeah, well, and it's useful because when you go away, on say if you go on a little vacation, a little family vacation at, at when they're that age, um, it's, a, it's a good way of like sitting them up at the table like we just talked about and making them feel like part of the, ho- more of the mm-hmm. holidays, you know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to just be like, oh, you've got to sit on the floor or something, you know, it's nice to include them, get them to your level and they sit in this bumbo while you're eating dinner or something and you give them something to play with. So yeah, definitely the bumbo is a lovely, lovely little addition. Um, We've discussed baby monitors, so I'm not going to bring that up here. I mean, I would recommend my one, Cubo. Check it out online. It's pretty good. My partner doesn't think so, but I love it. Um, (laughs) Arguments about baby monitors. (laughs) Um, anyway, Cubo, that's Cubo. Uh, I would say we had this little walker and now three months is maybe a little bit too early, but around about that four or five months mark. Now this is a bit elaborate. This was a hand-me-down. Okay. Mm -hmm. This was literally Oprah. You get a car because it's a car. It's a Ferrari and you put them in it and it's like, it's like, uh, the bouncer you gave where it's just a seat that they sit in and it holds them in, but it actually really helped him develop his legs moving backwards and forwards because it's on wheels his legs when they could touch the floor he was just using them to push himself slightly forward and to see the growth Mm. um of his legs you know we, we both of our kids were walking at very young ages um and i attribute i think 
I think Charlie got the chuckles nine months. I think it was oh, nine and a half, and, and Alfie oh. was t- two weeks before. Oh, okay. It's not a race, it's not a race. But in all seriousness, uh, this Walker thing, I think, was part of the reason because we he loved it. He absolutely loved it. He saw it as a challenge. And then to see the growth in a couple of months, like probably the course of eight weeks, he was just reversing this thing. He was like, he was insane at the mobility it taught him. Um, and I know some people were against uh, putting kids in the, um, those things because they're hip sometimes mm. or whatever. And of course, that is a concern. So check it's all safe and whatnot. But we had this car slash walker slash seat thing and it was amazing and i would say if you want to promote sort of mobility i i think that for us was a game changer showing attributes to charles leclerc he you know what he's a daredevil my son so i wouldn't you know hopefully he's got a better team behind him than ferrari so (laughs) all right one more from me i've got there was a couple more but this honestly it might it might look like seven cents of plastic but it's called a catchy, C-A-T-C-H-Y, catchy. Yeah. Now, what you do with this catchy is essentially what it says it does. It attaches to the IKEA high chair. Now, please listen carefully because, honestly, this is my favorite thing in my house, aside from my wife, my dog, and my son. It attaches to the IKEA high chair below, yeah. and essentially it is a canopy to catch everything that your child throws off the high chair yeah it doesn't end up on the floor it ends up in the catchy if you've got a hungry dog it can come and eat that at the end or you can very easily scoop up all the food that has been thrown because the thought that your child is going to beautifully eat every single meal that you give them with a knife and fork is the furthest thing from the truth it ends up absolutely everywhere and without exaggerating this catchy will catch 80 percent of it and it yeah. makes cleanup so, so much easier. When we're going away on holiday and we can't take it, we notice such a difference. That, that Honestly, yeah. catchy, catchy, catchy. Uh, and we would like to thank our sponsor, Catchy. <laughs> Go to catchy.com forward slash dadlife to get your catchy 10% discount. No, I'm joking. No, but in no. all seriousness, sponsor us, please, catchy. So plenty of things. To, again, these aren't the things that are top of the list, um, but it's just the things that... There's so can, many things, mate. It's hard. Changes. It's hard to just remember everything. So, uh, you know... You get a catchy, you get a Ferrari Walker car. Correct. You get a, what was mine? Bumbo. 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 Beautiful. Uh, loyal listeners, uh, thank you very, very much again for uh, giving us 40 of uh, forty of your minutes just to chat about that first of the three months and the 12-week the mark. Um, I can hear Charlie crying right now. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's dinner time, bath time, which without exaggerating is my favorite time of the day. I love bath time. It's great fun. It is. It is great fun. Ooh. I've got something I'll tell you about next week, um, but Toy Library. Have you heard about anyway? No. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about next about week. Next. Hey, little, little, little peek behind the curtain there. Yes. What's going on next week, guys? Everyone, enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekend wherever you are. Much love from Len and myself at Dad Thanks, Life. Thanks, guys. See you later.